Hello and welcome to the Elstian Legal Podcast, bringing you expert views and analysis of the legal aspects of transfer pricing compliance. Our focus is always on real-world, practical insights that you can apply in your everyday work. In this episode, we talk again to Elstian Legal's co-founder, Paul Sutton. He's here to discuss a case which has attracted a lot of comment from around the TP community, BlackRock. Paul wrote an in-depth and detailed article about this for the Tax Journal last year in the September issue. But here we offer our more top-line discussion, which draws on the main issues and asks what we can learn. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. Hi, Paul. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. Hi there. So uh, today we're going to talk about the uh, BlackRock judgment. Um, at time of recording, that's was several months ago, and it's still attracting uh, a lot of comment and discussion. Is it really uh, a big deal? Is it really a game changer? Yeah, so, so obviously we are, and I personally, I'm, I'm looking at this from the perspective of the legal implementation of transfer pricing. And so for me, the, the key thing about that case is that it really unsettles the conventional wisdom about how to document intercompany loans. So previously, our approach in line with our approach for agreements generally, intercompany agreements, is was to keep loan agreements brief, legally binding, covering the commercially significant points, but avoiding unnecessary unnecessary detail. And also, um, generally speaking, it was rare to put in place um, security. Um, so charges and, and negative pledges and, and so on that and so on in the context of intercompany loans. And this judgment has really overturned that that view of the world and caused us to rethink uh, and caused the whole world, I think, to rethink how arrangements like this should be documented. So I know that you've uh, written about this case in quite a lot of detail um, for the tax journal among uh, in, in, as well as other places. Could you give us a, a simpler summary of the, of the key issues now? Yes. Yeah, so, so, so basically, this case involved an acquisition that was made by BlackRock in 2009, um, and it was acquiring a third-party business, so part of the business of Barclays Global Investors. As part of the structuring of that acquisition, um, a, a, a certain uh, sequence or a, a certain holding structure was put in place, which involved, amongst other things, um, intercompany debts of around four billion U.S. dollars. So the the tax issue, the transfer pricing issue, basically concerned whether or not that loan interest was deductible. Um, and in fact, there are two separate issues that uh, the case involved. One is the transfer pricing issue. So um, on an arm's length basis, would a loan have been made? And if so, on what terms? And the second point was a more domestic issue, which was um, unallowable purpose. So what was the the purpose of the loan or the structure in the first place was it a genuine commercial purpose or was it to gain a tax advantage and the upper tribunal decision which is the most recent decision overturned a previous judgment by the first tier tribunal which had found in favor of the taxpayer what what was the key point that the uh, the second case overturned yes yeah, so, so in in the upper tribunal um the Taxpayer lost on both points, so the, the transfer pricing point and the unallowable purpose point. And um, looking at the transfer pricing issue, so the key difference was that the upper tribunal said that in assessing the economically relevant um, 
characteristics of the transaction, you need to look at the actual transaction. Um, and it was not permissible to impute covenants in this arrangement. So in effect, it was it was saying, um, would a loan would a lender have made that loan at all? So bearing in mind that this was in relation to the acquisition of a, a, a functioning business with revenue flows. So if you put yourself in the position of being a lender to the Bidco, the entity which is making that, that acquisition, um, you would be concerned about securing that dividend flow to make sure that it was being used to service the loan and ultimately repay it. And therefore, you would have required covenants, including not just from the borrower, but also for, from the underlying entities. And those covenants would include things like negative pledges, so not to um, grant security over to, to third parties in relation to those uh, those companies and, and businesses. Um, also change of control provisions so that um, the, the underlying assets, the operating businesses, could not be sold from un, under the lender's nose and, yeah. and, and therefore invalidates the, the, the whole commercial rationale. And so the key difference in terms of that transfer pricing issue was the upper tri tribunal saying um, it is not permissible to impute those covenants, those third-party covenants, when they did not exist. Therefore, um, no loan would have been made on arm's length basis and therefore no interest deduction so it's a very much a binary decision let's put the unallowable purpose issue to one side and focus on the transfer pricing issue because that's the one that sits squarely within lcn legal's field of expertise will this have long-term consequences will it change the way that tp professionals have to do things in the future in other areas Yes. Yeah, so, so I think one of the really interesting things about the case was the fact that the dispute was not about the pricing of the loan. So it wasn't about the interest rates. Um, that that was common ground between the parties and and with the court, actually, the upper tribunal. Um, the, the interesting thing was about the documentation of the arrangements. So the upper tribunal said that the presence or absence of those covenants was economically fundamental to the analysis of the transaction. And I actually said that if the taxpayer, if the if BlackRock in this group had put in place full form security package documentation, so charges and 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 covenants and and so on, um, then uh the the tribunal would have ruled in favor of the taxpayer on the transfer of pricing issue. So so really the the, the implication is or the question that is is raised is well um, how should transfer pricing and legal professionals, um, corporates, look at the documentation of these kind of arrangements in future? Does it mean that we should actually be putting in place those uh, full security packages as part of these arrangements? So it does sound like it will have quite uh, extensive uh, effects for, you know, for, for the foreseeable. Yeah, ab ab absolutely. So, so yeah, I I, th I think it's it's important to put things in in context. So, so one one question is is whether this decision was an outlier. You know, is 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 there something special about the case? And you could say, well, um, it's it's possible that this this decision will be overturned. And also, there's the fundamental fact that this structure was put in place by BlackRock, knowing that it was highly aggressive from a tax perspective. And, you know, you could say that perhaps this colored the view of, of the tribunal um, overall, but it doesn't detract from the overall message, which is looking at the overall commerciality of the arrangements and 
documenting and implementing those those arrangements um, accordingly. Well, thank you. I think that's a very uh, uh, clear um, examination of the of the key points. Let's wrap things up as we usually do. Can you give people one key message to take away? I think the, the, the key message is yes, it, it was it was a case on specific facts. Um, and maybe there's a question mark as to whether the transfer pricing issue was dealt with in a way consistent with the OECD uh guidelines. Um but from a, an, another perspective, you could see this as being consistent with the general thrust of, of recent um transfer pricing cases. So that includes um Singtel, the 2021. A judgment in Australia, and also looking further back, um, Nobel Biocare 2016 in, in in Sweden, and it's it's really about um, taking on board the fact that the commerciality of the arrangements from a TP perspective and a tax perspective is inherently linked to the the way that it is documented, and and that fundamental rule of looking in the round at the commercial rationale for the structure from the perspective of all the relevant parties um, and thinking about, well, um, what might be missing in terms of the commercial form of the arrangement in order to make it make sense. So it sounds like it's a significant case, but not a complete bolt from the blue. It's just reinforcing something that really uh, people have been, should have been thinking, thinking about already. Ab ab absolutely. So in many ways, it's, it's when you're looking at um, structuring debts such as this is going back to first principles and saying what's what's the purpose of the loan what's the structure of the loan in, in terms of uh term and proposed interest rates and, and and so on what's the lender's perspective on whether it makes sense and and what um third party security may be required with um I'm, I'm mixing that in with the art of the possible so generally speaking in an intergroup context you don't want to be creating formal security, so registered charges and so on over assets. But there may still be the scope to include um, the wider group members in the structure in terms of uh, giving covenants such as negative pledges and so on. Well, I think that's covered the transfer pricing issue. Um, maybe we'll have to get you back sometime to talk about the unallowable purpose issue. But I think uh, for now, I think uh, we'll just say thank you very much for, for, for coming in. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Elsian Legal Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think. You'll find the contact details on our website, elsianlegal.com. And you'll also find more information about the issues discussed in this episode and much else besides. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Go to your podcast provider and search for the Elsian Legal Podcast. Until next time, goodbye.